prepare yourself to be blown away by the seismic sound and scrutiny of... Aftershocks Podcast with Chris Aiken and Matt Hartnett. It is Aftershocks right here at the AftershocksPodcast.com. And uh, with us right now to talk a little bit about the brilliant new release, Empire of the Blind, it is the guitarist of Heathen, Mr. Craig and Lum. Craig, and how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I am awesome, man. And as I said right before we start, it's always better when there's when there's heathen music, new heathen music, man. It's it doesn't happen often, so it's like a very rare treat when something comes this way, man. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, we're kind of like uh, big the Bigfoot of thrash metal. We make a rare <laughs> appearance every decade. <laughs> it, well, it's it's always been worth it, man. Especially the last two. I, I have to ask right off the bat, how in the world do you guys stay? so creatively relevant when you take such huge gaps in time between, you know, I mean, you guys have a sound that sounds like a band that is record tour, record tour, record tour. And it's amazing how cohesive and tight the, the releases are with such big gaps in time between them. Well, uh, you know, we certainly don't intend to have those gaps. Um, if you look kind of, if you kind of look back at the at the band's history, um, you know there was a there was a short gap between uh, breaking the silence and uh, and victims of deception. And I say short gap, but that means short for heathen. So it was like four years. Right. Uh, and then, I mean, victims of deception really came out. It it was like the perfect release for the time, uh, but it was at the wrong time. So it came out probably, you know, as a fan, seeing it um, from from that perspective, because I wasn't in the band at that point. It basically came out right at, as grunge hit, and sure. uh, the timing was just bad for the metal scene in general. So, um, you know, the, the guys in the band kind of um, put everything on the back burner. I don't think the band ever officially broke up. They just kind of hibernated. Sure. And uh, and then got back together for the Thrash of the Titans benefit. And, you know, this band uh, takes its time with everything, as Lee likes to say, fine wine takes time. <laughs> um, so, you know, we 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 got the Evolution of Chaos album out. Uh, it took us a long time to record the record. Um, and then, uh, you know, we toured for a few years uh, after its release. And then I, I got sucked into the Exodus vortex and I spent, uh, you know, Lee and I both spent probably five, six years of, of like really steady touring. Um, I think more touring than Exodus had done ever, um, a couple of years there. So it wasn't, it just really was a matter of timing and, uh, we didn't have the time to focus on the, the new record until, um, last year. We spent all, all of last year working on it. But the songs, I mean, some of the songs were written as far back as 2012. So, okay. you know, it, it's, uh, we just, we just had to do what we could time-wise. <laughs> sure. Is that, is it difficult to keep 
the ideas separated like like you said you and, and lee obviously have spent a, a good amount of time with exodus is it is it difficult for you like when you have ideas not to share it with those guys to say hey you know here's something i'm thinking of i'm you know and, and actually hold it yeah i mean it, it can be uh more more so for lee because i i was just filling in uh with exodus so i, I was basically just playing their stuff you know i i didn't really have any any creative input or anything with that band sure. but i know with lee you know he's been a part of it for 15 years um so i i, I know there are several songs that ended up on exodus records that were originally meant for heathen um you know that he wrote so uh you know it can it can be a challenge uh i think but at the same time you know heathen really uh, has its own sound uh, as far as th there are certain things that the band does that I think Exodus doesn't um, and vice versa. So in that regard, you know, you know, uh, some of the melodic choruses that we have and stuff, but I, I, I can't picture Exodus doing those. Sure. Well, and, and, you know, one of the unique things I think about Heathen is Heathen is what I would call a, a never ending morphing band. You guys, you guys, the sound develops and changes, you know, and, and admittedly there's big gaps in the, in, in, in time. So that does lead to a lot of changes. But I mean, if you list as an example, if you listen to evolution of chaos versus empire of the blind evolution had a, had a lot of Metallica like influence in it. This one here does not, this one has a very different sound, a more stark bleak like outlook sound to it and and that, and that's a unique thing especially for again for a band that is not is not recording every two years to actually just kind of grow and develop instead of just kind of mimicking it mimicking itself well i think yeah i mean i think that the the band has always sort of taken um taken the the sound to the next logical step with each record. I mean, even going back to Breaking the Silence and Victims of Deception, to me as a fan listening to those records, there was a huge leap between them. Sure. Um, they sound very different. The songwriting is different. Um, and then I think Evolution was kind of the next natural step. Um, that's one of the reasons why we called it the Evolution of Chaos. It was kind of also the evolution of, of Heathen after 19 years of being a gone yeah, and then with this one um you know this one has its own sound it has its own vibe um just like all the other heathen records um it's it's a little bit darker uh i i i would probably even say though that it's maybe a little bit more melodic at the same okay. time um you know it's this time we really just focused on trying to take the the sort of epic sound and songwriting from victims and evolution of chaos and put them into sort of the shorter song structures from breaking the silence. Sure. So you kind of have a little mix of all, all of the records in there and, right. then, some, and then some new stuff. Sure. Now, now, uh, Craig, and one, one of the things that you guys obviously did is you worked with Zeus, who's a, an amazing production guy, you yep. know, talk a little bit about, working with him not not so much the knob turning aspect of it because you know we obviously know he does that but yeah, you know sure. talk about more of what he brings 
to help you guys focus and progress the sound because i've heard that from a lot of people that he really you know you can hire a producer to come in and and capture but from what i've heard he's one of those guys that really listens and and is like well this is good but really let's try this and this and this and then you find elements that maybe you didn't see yeah i mean uh zeus it has an amazing ability to um to get the best out of the band without um altering it and what i mean by that is he allows each band that he works with to sound like that band he's not putting his stamp on it he's just helping them find um a, a way to sound better and um you know and 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 get a, a a vibe for the for the album i mean he he did a great job with this record he listened to everything uh that that we wanted and um and did a, a killer job of of you know getting us a, a sort of what we call a hybrid mix where it's kind of half in the old um late 80s early 90s style mix but also half in the modern world and that's exactly what we asked him for so he he definitely made some um suggestions for the songs i mean most most of them were were written um you know long before he was involved but he definitely helped us um take each one of them to the next level in terms of the the production aspect of it sure now now i did see that you recorded some of your parts away from him you know in in, in i'm assuming in, in your studio yep. did um did you feel like you needed to be away from it or was it just scheduling and timing or what made you decide to be a part uh, of it, it i have a i have a background in production i i spent a long time working in the video game industry and so uh i i knew that we had a limited budget and i wanted to maximize the budget that we had and the time that we had with zeus um i have a studio here and i essentially recorded all of the rhythm guitar parts and my solos here at the house okay. and then um that that allowed us to spend more time um working on the vocals and uh you know the the other elements that we needed to record and um and also uh get all of the guys away from home to go to zeus's studio and basically live there while they recorded their parts and so it, it it was a it was a decision that that was for the benefit of the record basically sure okay it makes sense and, and it, it's interesting that that you you are able to do that in a you know in, in a time where with a band that is you know so not productive year after year <laughs> after year you know that that you're able to keep such a such a a feel or an ear for the sound apart from each other and it seems like you've done that definitely have done that with empire yeah i mean even just when writing i'm uh there was a conscious effort to um you know to to put elements in the song where i the guys could really um play on their strengths so to speak so for example with the vocal stuff um knowing what dave's range is and knowing what types of things he would sing what types of, of lyrics he would write uh you know all of those elements uh were thought about uh so that we could really you know when the guys got into the studio they could really crush it and they they absolutely did each one of them brought their own 
sort of flavor uh, to the mix, and it, it sounded, it ended up sounding killer. So, sure. Now, I, I, I'm I'm curious, Craig, and you know, and again, I know I keep hammering this ten years, ten years, ten years, That's but right. but I think it's because I'm I'm a fa- I'm a very big fan of the band. What is it that that you guys set as kind of the standard for for songwriting? You know, do you do you just write songs and say, okay, this feels good, this doesn't feel good, or do you actually take the songs, you know, after a decade apart and say, well, this doesn't come to the level of the last one, so we're not going to use this, or this is better than what we did the last time, so we're going to keep this one. Where where do you guys draw that line, you know, as far as creativity? Uh, from a from a, my, I can only speak for myself, but from my perspective, um. I put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that the songs lived up to the standards that the band sent. Um, there was a song that that we left off the record. We didn't even record it because it was not up to the same level. Um, you know, this band has never had any rules as far as what we do or don't do. I sure. think in some ways, um, you know, the, the sort of traditional thrash metal uh, crowd hasn't seen Heathen in the same light as some of the other bands from the Bay Area, and it's really because we do uh, more than just thrash metal. I think the band has always seen itself as more than just thrash metal. You know, even going back to the the hard and heavy video interview that Lee and Doug did um, back in the God in the late '80s. I mean, the, it, the message was, you know, it's not thrash metal or speed metal, or it's just metal. Right. And uh, and so we always just write what comes out of us. Um, I did have a, an idea for sort of the the entire album in terms of what types of songs we should have and the album flow. I, I, I had a vision for it in terms of making it like those classic albums that we love where there's a an an intro, an epic intro, a fast track, a, a heavy uh, but epic title track, you know, and uh, all the variety throughout the record. You know, there's a ballad, there's a, you know, there's a really catchy song, there's an instrumental, uh, and then it closes with a fast track. And it was really the idea was to 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 put together an album experience because we've kind of, uh, I think I think bands have gotten away from that as streaming has become more prevalent. They they've kind of put less attention and focus on making an album experience and more just a you know putting out a collection of songs so to speak and and the unique thing it's that catch-22 i think is that the one theory is is that people won't listen to you know an hour straight of anybody anymore yeah at the same time if you release song by song it literally just gets lost in the wash people people hear it once and they don't even remember the name and they you know they miss it it's 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 a strange time to be in the business, isn't it? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, streaming is becoming more and more prevalent. Um, the, you know, the use of social media is becoming more and more prevalent. Even just no, even just what an what a musician is expected to do um, has has changed. I mean, it used to be where you would create and record and tour, and now you have to know how to edit videos, and you have to post, you know, post on social media, and you have to know how to do, you know, all kinds of stuff, and, and it, unfortunately, all of that other stuff takes time, 
right. and it takes time away from the creative stuff. So you're seeing bands release stuff less frequently. Um, and, and I think in a weird way, it's, um, they don't have as much time to focus on making some magical album anymore. Right. No, you're right. And, and it, it is weird. Like, you know, we get as a press guy, obviously I get a million emails a day from every various band. And the, the, the seems like the, the trend, I guess, is these like production videos where it's like, Hey, here's, here's production one of the band in the studio and here's part two and here's part three and part six. And I, and I was, I always wonder the same thing as what you're saying is who is shooting all this stuff. I'll, I'll tell you. So the first trailer that we released about uh, the single, the blight where mm-hmm. I'm talking and, and uh, you know, describing the song and all of that stuff. It was filmed right here uh, <laughs> by me interviewing myself and then i edited it and put it together myself you know the trailer that we released before the album i edited it here and uh and sent it out you know so it's uh, unfortunately i mean that's really what it takes you know uh, there's there are so many bands out there and um the labels want promotional material to go out every couple weeks when right. you have a new release because Unfortunately, if you don't put something new out or, or remind people, they will forget and move on to whatever is coming out right. you know, today or this week. So it's uh, it's it's an, it's definitely an interesting time. I mean, I wish I didn't have to spend my time making videos, but um, right. but but that's what we have to do in this day and age. So sure. Do you think at some point the industry is going to change the the release schedule a little bit because like you know this record doesn't come out still for a little while and like we've already got the blight and i'm sure there's a second video or lyric video and then maybe even a third before it comes out it almost seems like in 2020 in the short attention span era that that just seems like too long between when we first hear of a of a release and when it comes out it it at least to me it seems like it's it's just too long in between i mean do you see it being helpful or do you see it also as being too i see both sides of it i mean here's the here's the negative if you were to just put it all out at once uh people might forget about it really quickly so by putting out uh the first single and then waiting six weeks and putting out another single which is actually going to happen and uh and then waiting another six weeks and you get a single in the album it's it's you have those releases which are every six weeks kind of for sure you know what ends up being about three months and then you've got um all these video trailers in between and you know all the other social media posts that go with it and so the, the idea is essentially just to remind people for three months straight don't forget about this awesome Thing that we just right. made you know so in a way i think it's helpful um it's it's absolutely it's a lot of sort of extra work but um you know it's it's harder to stand out in this day and age i mean i think back to when i was a teenager listening to this kind of music um you know there were less bands that had record deals mm-hmm. uh i would buy all of it um, <laughs> now i can't even I can't even listen to all of it. You know, I mean, there's not enough time uh, because there's so much more. It's just harder to stand out these days, you know, and and it's harder to um, to maintain your relevance unless you end up getting 
you know, having something where it's like uh, viral or whatever, you know, and it's shared a bazillion times and you're suddenly have a million views on your video. And uh, it's a it's it's a it's a unique time. <laughs> a lot of it's marketing. Right. You know, it's a lot more of that than you, there used to be. Yeah, it's 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 almost ironic how as as the bands have gotten older, they're expected to do all the things that they didn't do back in the day. In the, and, and I think that in a lot of ways, that's why we don't get as many great releases anymore is because the bands have to be a marketing agent, a press agent, a tour manager and yeah, you know, yeah. everything else instead of just doing what they do, which is make the great music. I mean, the other part of that is also that, uh, you know, you've you've got these bands that they used to get a they used to get a, a, a bigger advance and be able to live off of that. Sure. And then they would tour for the record and then they would, you know, they would do a couple tours, maybe one in one in the U.S., one in Europe. They would go home and start writing the next record. Right. And they were able to spend more time focusing on the music. And nowadays, I mean bands the way the bands make their money it's from touring and we're basically traveling t-shirt salesmen right. we go out and we go on tour and we sell as many shirts as possible and then we come home and go out again and it's sometimes it's uh, i think it's i think that plays into it the the sort of focus on the music a little bit as well you know yeah. i mean i can for me i i, I mean i i play in heathen uh i manage heathen uh i I co-manage Exodus. I right. I do guitar books. I mean, we have to do a bazillion things just to make a living, you know. So it's a lot different than it than it used to be when when guys were in bands and that's kind of all they did, you know. Right. No, it definitely is. Now, you know, real quick, so, since you brought up um, Exodus, I, I just wanted to briefly touch on on since since you're in the know, I guess, you know. I, Obviously, Gary's time with Slayer is, you know, over because the band yeah. is, is retired. You know, does does that lead to more Exodus activity than we've seen in the last decade, I guess? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's like in terms of releasing music, I know that the band's only released a couple albums in the last decade. Right. Um, touring wise, they toured more than ever. Uh, I, I mean, I talk to those guys on a regular basis. I talked to Tom yesterday and Gary was up at, at Tom's place and they're working on new music and, you know, uh, the, they definitely want to release something new. Okay. They're going to go into the studio in probably a couple months and start working on the record. Great. So, you know, I, I expect that they want to release as much music as they can. I mean, you got to remember that. Um, these guys are already in their fifties, you know, and it's like, how much longer is everybody going to play thrash metal? You know, I mean, it's, I, I, I just, I, you know, you get to that sort of midpoint in life and you're kind of thinking about like, okay, what's next, what's for the future. And I, I think they want to do as much as they can in the, you know, in the next few years. So definitely. And, and it's funny because like you said, they are all, you know, mid fifties guys, but you know, I I've seen them and I've hung out on the tour bus a little bit and they certainly don't act like mid fifties guys. No, I mean that, but that's, I mean, the, the, the great thing about that band and, and heathen as well, it's like, it's a, you know, it's like a family. Right. And, uh, and you know, it's like, you know, these guys are, are your brothers and you're hanging out with your, with your brothers and having a good time on tour. So, you know, yeah, it, it can get crazy. 
um, it can, they, they certainly, it's more like college days than it is 50 year old men, but <laughs> that's what keeps us young, right? Exactly, man. Well, I'll tell you what's going to keep us young right now is the new release from Heathen, which is called Empire of the Blind. It is a, it is an amazing, amazing release. If you love, if you love hard, I, I don't even want to say thrash metal. Cause like you said, it's not all thrash. There's some very traditional stuff on it as well, but it's a great release from start to finish. So I'll tell you what, Craig, and why don't, um, why don't you pick a song um, to wrap the interview up with and we'll, we'll give everybody a taste. Uh, well, what, what songs are available to me? Uh, well, this isn't going to air until right when, right, right close to when the okay. album comes. So whatever you would like to choose. Uh, what, what, what is your audience like? metal the, the, I mean, blight the blight is working already i'll say that <laughs> okay uh let's let's go with the title track empire of the blind okay awesome well let's check it out right now it is heathen it is empire of the blind right here on aftershocks Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com for all comments and questions Please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com.